Welcome to Inside the Squad, a podcast brought to you by the Community Outreach Unit of the Lafayette, Indiana Police Department. Inside the Squad is hosted by Lieutenant Brian Gossard and Sergeant Scott Galloway. From crime statistics to crime prevention and everything in between, this is your inside look at what's happening at the LPD. Welcome to our second Rapid Fire cast. This is a podcast we're doing in between our normal monthly podcast, just on a special topic or something that's going on in the community or police department. So today we have with us Lieutenant Brian Gossard. How's it going, Brian? Going well. And we have a special guest new to the group, Shauna Wayne Scott. Hello. And Shauna, what's uh, what's your position here at the uh, police department? I'm going to be the new crime prevention specialist here at the police department. So I'll be working in the crime prevention community outreach division of the police department. Great. And so we'll have more on that during our next podcast. We'll let you talk a little bit more about introducing what you're going to be doing and, and uh, what your project's going to be. And our special guest today is Katie Huber. You go by Katie or Catherine? Katie. You go by Katie. All right. And Katie, tell us a little bit about what your job is at the police department and what it means to you to be a dispatcher. My official title is CAD administrator, but I'm the dispatch supervisor. I supervise uh, 26 dispatchers right now, um, but up to 28. And then it means a lot to me. I've This job is, I love it. I don't ever want to do anything else. My family, my dad's a police officer, my brother's a police officer, my husband was a police officer. So it's in my blood and um, been doing it for eight years and love it. So this is National Public Safety Telecommunications Month. That's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. It so is. What, is, what is that? What is that week and what, what, what does it represent? So it was founded in 1981 uh, by a dispatcher out in California. And it's a way to just honor public safety dispatchers who most people don't realize who we are. We're the voice on the end of 911 calls. You know, we're the ones that send the police officers and the firefighters and the ambulance to you for help. Um, and people don't realize, you know, what we do and all the extra work that we do. And it's very important to recognize that because we are, you know, part of the public safety field. And we do, you know, we give CPR over the phone and we give, you know, first responders all the information that they need to to get to the scene and so we're very i mean very crucial to that you it's know, like the, the hub of the police department I'd right say. absolutely and, and if people you know if you if you guys aren't there then we're not coming exactly yeah, police absolutely. department's not coming fire department's not coming yep. ems so. yeah absolutely so talk about uh how many calls do you actually answer in a year um I think that that would give a, people a good idea of how busy the city is and uh, what what uh, the range of calls that you answer. So in 2016, um, we sent officers in on 107,000 calls, um, but dispatch actually answered and took 240,000 calls, a little over that. Um, not every phone call gets a response. You know, we have people ask questions and want to talk to other parts of the city, you know, records department and things like that. Um, and there's some things that dispatch can handle over the phone and just questions and stuff like that. So we don't send officers on everything. You know, they're busy enough. You know, we don't, you know, try to handle as much as we can for that. But obviously emergency calls we'll send out. Um, types of calls we handle, it's everything from repossession calls to shootings and domestics and batteries and medical runs. Um, we handle all that in between. Uh, and how do you time. train for that? Because that seems like a wide rift of calls coming in. How do you teach somebody to... to on one minute handle, you know, a lost dog call, and the next minute you're handling a very serious, maybe an assault or something like that. How do you right. train somebody to do it that? It takes a long time. Your training is usually from four to eight months. 
um, sometimes can go longer. It takes up to a year to really feel comfortable at what you do. Um, we do try to train on everything. You know, you start off with just non-emergency calls, kind of get used to all that. We train you on radio traffic and how to listen to officers because it is, it takes what we call dispatcher ear. Um, it's very hard to be on a 911 call and hear the officers at the exact same time, but you have to. You know, yesterday I took a 911 call of a domestic, and while they're screaming in my ear, I had to take a traffic stop for an officer because, you know, my other partners were also on 911 calls and busy. So somebody's got to take that for the officer. We have to keep them safe just as well as the citizens as well. So um, you do, I mean, we take it step by step, and we make sure before they get out of training, they try to get all those ranges of calls so they handle all that. And we, we have a big, huge binder, you know, that we give them and has every single nature code and every single call that they might take. And we teach them what what could happen. And so, talk about uh, the ebbs and flows of uh, calls throughout the day. Uh, you know, sometimes you might be slow, sometimes you might be overwhelmed. Can you talk a little bit about that? So every shift is different. We have three different shifts. We have day shift, um, afternoon shift, and midnight shift. And our day shift calls. We have a lot of transfer calls. People who want to talk to the mayor and up to records and detectives and stuff like that during the day. Uh, we also get a range of unwanted guests and accidents, and obviously there's a lot of traffic out there, so we get a lot of that stuff during the day as well. Afternoon shift gets a mix of both. They get the transfer-type calls, and then they get the in-progress calls. And then midnights is usually all in progress. You know, people who call during the midnight shift want somebody right away, need somebody right away um, for help. And those are just the different kind of range that we have and um, understand that we, we take all types of calls and we'll handle all that. And if you, if, so there's a, a big crash at uh, South and Creasy, um, you may have 15, 20 mm-hmm. people calling at the same time just about that one incident. Absolutely. How do you manage, uh, you know, handling all that call volume at the same time when there's only a few of you uh, responsible for the whole city? For those, we try to get questions in very quickly. So we want to see first if the person's involved. If they're involved, we want to keep them on the phone because they'll obviously have the most information. Um, the ones that are just passing through, we kind of ask them, do you know if anybody's injured? Did you stop and talk or did you just see it happen? Things like that. If they didn't, we kind of try to go to the next call to make sure we kind of get that person who's involved to make sure there's injuries or not. Um, 911 calls are always answered. So if we can't answer them, they go to the sheriff's department. If the sheriff's department can't answer them, West Lafayette Police answers it, then Purdue. Then it goes to surrounding counties. So your 911 calls will always, somebody will answer them. It might not be in the right department, but you'll get you hmm. the information and help you need for that. Shauna, go ahead. Real quickly, can you go over texting 911? Because I know that's something new and a lot of the community doesn't know about it, but I think it's very important to get it out there. Yeah, absolutely. If there's any times that you can't talk on the phone, you can't call, please text 911. You know, in your subject line, just literally, it's just 911 and type that in. We want your location. Your location is the most important thing. We can't help you if we don't know where you are. Um, So before you go into what your emergency is, let us know where you are, and that way we can help you, and then we'll ask you some questions back and forth. We can text back and forth with you. Um, It is always better if you can call, I would call. Um, It's much easier to talk to somebody and get those questions out quicker, but if you can't talk to us, please text 911. And uh, so to wrap up here, you had written an open letter to the... um through your dispatchers that work down there. And so what does that mean to you? Um, There's a lot in there, you know, about just kind of normal everyday stuff, taking garbage out, cleaning up the refrigerator, and then also that emergency thing. So um, kind of where does that come from, from you to be that kind of a leader? Personal experience. I know that it's very hard to be recognized and be thankful for what we do. And it's more than just answering calls that we do. You know, we enter warrants. We enter um, 
lost things, stolen items, things like that. Um, but we also have to do extra work. You know, we have to take care of our center. We do have amazing maintenance staff that does clean and stuff for us in there, but we, you know, they don't work weekends and we do, you know, we're 24 hour jobs. So we have to help take out the trash. We have to clean out our fridge. You know, we have to make sure that we're tidy and you know, it is, it's like a little house, you know, we're there all the time. And, um, I need to recognize those people and thank them for all those extra work and things like that because I went through it and I want them to realize that I'm not going to forget what it's like to do that and to be that just a dispatcher. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm a supervisor. I'm still, you know, still a dispatcher. I'm still going to remember that and help them and thank them for everything they do. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for this rapid fire. Thank you, Katie, for coming in and talking about dispatch. Uh, as always, you can contact the uh, podcast uh, at the email address podcast at lafayette.in.gov and make sure you connect with us on Nextdoor, Nixle, Twitter, um, and our Instagram account. And be looking for our next podcast to come out. We have um, an exciting, I think, topic. We're going to talk about the street crimes unit, drug trends in Lafayette. We have Daryl Clace from the EMT um, going to come talk to us and, and match that up with Sergeant A.J. Milady, and they're going to talk about the drug and, and how that tell that story on both sides, uh, both how it affects people and how it affects crime. So. And we're going to also going to have a, our hiring process. Lieutenant McCoy is going to come in and talk about what it takes to uh, get hired as a lobby, yeah. lobby and, employee. And we're also going to introduce uh, Shauna Moore and talk about what her job and her role is going to be in crime prevention. Big show next time. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this edition of Inside the Squad. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next podcast. Inside the Squad is supported by the Lafayette Police Foundation. To discover how you can help support LPD, visit www.lafayettepolicefoundation.com. Lafayette Police Foundation.